Good morning, BHA. Oh, we are recording. Excellent. I'm so techie. You, know, you know I'm not. Don't start the recording like that. Okay. Sorry. Oh, it's recording. Damn it. Dang it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, the second uh, Good Morning BHA of 2019. Unbelievable. <laughs> I am joined by a VIP BHA uh, member, um, uh, Mr. Michael Weber. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very, very much for having me. It's, um, my, it's a pleasure. Sorry, before you continue, I need to bring something up with yes. you. Yes. I thought this moment would be coming. I was speaking to Trent yes. on the phone uh, yesterday, I believe. Yes. And I let him know, I was like, look, I'm going to Richard's place tomorrow to record. Mm-hmm. And... I don't want to. I don't want to call you out in front of all your your hundreds but, of listeners. Yes, but it's it's not a good morning, is it, Richard? It's very much evening time. Oh well, it, how are the listeners to know? Well, that's what I mean. I, are <laughs> you are you deceiving your listeners by saying good morning, BHA, when it is in fact if they listen dark to it outside? in the morning, then it's just the morning. All right. Well, you've got me and your Move, boyfriend. They, moving they, right <laughs> along. Clearly, it's just a brand. Um, <laughs> although um, I, I may be mistaken, that I think. Uh, Nick Sherman from uh, Vocal Evolution has floated the prospect of instead of the theme uh, song being uh, that of Good Morning Vietnam, which is what it's based on, um, it should be based on the theme tune of the cartoon Good Morning USA, which would be... So there you are. There's, there's a, an on-the-fly arranging opportunity, invitation, open invitation for you. If you wanted to arrange either or both of those... <laughs> Then you are welcome. Ash, Ash and I will make it happen, <laughs> um, mate. Um, yeah, so yeah, welcome. It's it's excellent to have you uh, on on the podcast. Um, uh, both uh, BHA, well, formerly uh, collegiate youth and uh, current um, Pan Pacific uh, and Open quartet champion. Uh, congratulations on the very well deserved um, blue ribbons. Much obliged, thank you very much. <laughs> um, so let's start at the start. Um, tell our listeners about um, your sort of earliest musical memories and, and how you, how and when you sort of gravitated towards music. Towards music in general? Yeah, yeah. Oh, from the early get-go. Um, okay, uh, I've always loved music, always enjoyed it. Um, my earliest memories was um, being in church and mum would always sing the harmony in church, and I'd always get confused because I didn't know which one I should be singing, um, and so I kind of. Do you remember knowing the concept of melody and harmony, or you just heard two different? I just remember hearing two. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, right. I can't remember that yeah. far back, but I yeah. just remember there being two sort of separate. Um, everyone hearing... was singing. Everyone was singing one thing, and Mum was singing something else. Right. But <laughs> it, it still, it still sounded okay. Yes. So that was really. I don't know. I just decided like I was. I was really really cool to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the earliest memory that I have. Um, I never never studied music um, in primary school or high school um, or any music theory, uh, but I used to do a lot of theatre when I was like a younger teenager sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but I discovered Barbershop in, when I was in high school and we, uh, Gareth, Tim and I, who are in Blindside, as you know, went to school together in the same grade um, and we sung in the, the senior vocal group. They did a lot of music in high school. Um, and I remember I was at home and I saw a... Oh, this is fun. I was at home and I saw um, on YouTube, I'll never forget this, a quartet from Britain. They were called Evolution. Oh, no. Nice. I even remember this. And they sung, I'm going to live till I die. It's a good song. Right? It is a good song. Um, and the, the two things I remember so vividly was that in the tag, the lead post and note, and I just remember my mind was absolutely blown at the fact that you could make different chords 
out of the same note. Cool. Like that just melted my melted <laughs> my mind. Yeah. Um, and that hooked me straight away. And the other thing I remember um, was the 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 penultimate tenor note. The tenor blasted it in chest voice. Yes. Like smacked it. Yeah. And then the final note. Yes. He must have swapped to falsetto yes. or something. And there was something inside of me that just went, "That's." A crime. Yeah, that's not okay. Musically anticlimactic, and I'd yeah. never even I'd never been exposed to this genre before. It was it was just a natural for you to yeah. respond that it just, way. It yes. needed to happen, and I remember rewinding the video and trying to sing along with the tenor part yes. for that tag, yeah. and just screaming my guts out, yeah. trying to trying to hit that in chest voice. Yeah. And I was kind of like, "Yep, yeah, I, I can do this. Let's do it." Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. it, uh, it is unfortunately all too common the uh, the chest penultimate falsetto final notes. There will probably it be co- some vocal coaches who would beg to differ with us <laughs> on that one, though. Yeah. I think. <laughs> well, it, 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 that's another discussion. Um, uh, okay, and so you um, you you went to school with two of the other blindside guys. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we started singing um, as a quartet just from videos that we saw on YouTube. Um, so you all knew each other. You were all in this school musical ensemble. Yeah, the three of you. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then, and then you. So it was sort of natural to start experimenting. Yep. Yeah. Whenever I talk about barbershop, I always think I'm um, talking about drugs. When did you get started? <laughs> who, who got you hooked? Uh, How long uh, have you been hooked? <laughs> it was the internet, man. <laughs> no, it was really, really cool. So we, yeah, so we did that sort of for the last year of high school. Yeah. Um, we even got, <laughs> this is how, this is how silly it is. We even, on Fridays, used to choose like elective sports mm. at school and we got permission from the vice principal. For music to, to be your if, sport. If we could have that afternoon to, to sing music. And he was like, yeah, sure. I don't care. Boys go. <laughs> so we did that. Um, and even look, so you would get the fourth member. Was blindside formed at this stage or this was just the, no, the... Well, there was just the three of us. Yeah. And then, um, sort of after doing that for a while, we, well, we roped in a friend of ours, um, who was also at school at the time, but in the grade above us, uh, he sung tenor with us for yeah. probably that year and a bit. Um, and then so he, you didn't know Trent yet. And then, but, correct. You, but you met Trent through church. Yeah, correct. Right, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and I remember we even, so we, when we first started, we just learnt, we either learnt things by ear off YouTube, we had no idea that, that anything in Australia even existed, yeah. um, it was just us mucking around, yeah. um, and we'd often transcribe um, different you know, songs that we heard on yeah. YouTube, yeah. Um, and we even, <laughs> we transcribed all of Max Q's Here's to the Losers. Oh my gosh. The whole thing. Wow. And it's on YouTube too, yeah. and we changed all the words, because at the end of the year, the grade 12s, like you could perform like a musical item. Your them. performance, Blindside's performance of Max Q's Here's to the Losers is on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's and, and for what it's worth. If you're here typing for, this, I'm looking that up as we speak. For what it's worth, it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not always in tune, but looking back on it, I'm just, I just always think that it's the most ridiculous thing that we hadn't even, didn't even know what a polecat was. Yeah. You know, but we heard Max Q and we we're like, yeah, we love that. Let's do that. Let's do that. And so we made poor musical choices too. To <laughs> it was well, cool. Poor musical choices. That's yeah. that's, and then, that's and barbershop. Then from that, um, Darren, Darren Weissel, Weasel, sorry man, he's a great dude. I think it's Weasel. I yeah. don't know how to pronounce his yeah. last name though. Sorry man. Um, he messaged us saying he was from the Blenders and we kind of went, How did you know Darren? What on earth is that? I didn't. I had no idea who he was. He just messaged us through Facebook, I think. Or our YouTube channel so, or something. Oh, okay. Somehow online yep. found you. Oh, yep. there you go. Yeah. That's good. So you're always safe and anonymous on the internet. <laughs> Unless someone wants to contact you. Learn. Yeah. So who are you? Here's to the losers online as what, as what group? Uh, just write parody. 
There's not coming up. Wow. Yeah, that's, is that it? Yeah, Who's look at that. Max Hugh Parody, graduation wow. by 2010. Okay. You know, I was singing bass at this time. Okay. And we'd always yeah. go sharp because I can't actually sing. <laughs> that's right. That was only because Tim was the only one who could sight sing a baritone line. <laughs> yeah, wow. And so you were um, uh, transcribing. So had you, had the three of you picked up quite a substantial amount of music theory by this time? Or were you just kind of... Well, t- uh, no, Tim and Gareth um, have been doing music all their life. Right. Um, and I used to, at least for, for the ones that I used to transcribe, um, apologies to all the arrangers and music holders out there it's an open we don't, secret, do, we don't yeah. do that anymore yeah um but i'd make i'd force tim to just transcribe all the rhythms on do or one or whatever it is and then i would click each note and press the up and down key to make it um to spell it out so tim would do all the rhythms and i'd, I'd split them to harmonies that I okay heard. And that's sort of how the arranging began too who's talking here is this the other guy yeah, that's me you yeah I so it hair, is, man. right now I can recognise your voice. Man, did I have hair. That is some seriously good singing. <laughs> well done. Those two chords anyway. So look it up, people. Just just um, uh, search YouTube. Here's to the Losers parody. Uh, graduation Day 2010. Did, did I put the lyrics there? When was it uploaded? Um... <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. 2010. Wow. December 6, 2010. Far out. Nine years, eh? Gosh, or eight, just over eight. Wow. Good um, grief. Okay, so that was pretty quick then. So had, had you had you met Trent by the time you, you were invited along to the Blenders? Uh, no, I want to say. <laughs> that was, I mean... There so was... this wasn't an ongoing concern. This The, the quartet was kind of just a no, throw-together so one. No, that was literally our last day of high school yeah. that was recorded. And then we just kind of... Um, I mean, we kept in contact because we're good friends, but we just sort of didn't really pursue it any further because we didn't really know that there was that much out there. Sure. Um, and then I think it might have been a few years later that Darren stumbled upon it, I think, if memory yeah. serves okay. me correctly. And I went down by myself because the others were too shy. I didn't want to go or something and had a yeah. great time. Because um, I think I met you in 2013-ish. 13. Yeah, well, that's when we started We were in pretty, really quite new together then. Again. That, was, that would have been the start of actual Blindside. Blindside, we, yeah. I think we had a... The school invited us back years later to yeah. just sing for something. Yeah, cool. And we, we roped Trent into it from church because we knew that he could sing. Yeah. Boy, can he sing. He really can. <laughs> we'll get onto that in a sec. Um, so, okay. So, um, yeah, the start of Blindside. You, uh, sort of, um, was it facilitated by, because you're in the blenders, you kept singing? Is that kind of why, why Blindside happened? Or um, you, so how did the Trent contact happen? Well, we well it was for it was for this gig that we had for the at the school. We used to sing, sort of every year after we left, the school would invite us back on their like choir showcase night because yep. we were something of a poor novelty. Um, <laughs> and then one year, I think it was after Dan, our first tenor, he went and did bigger and better things, um, and we asked Trent if he would fill in. And there was no such thing as yeah. bigger and better things. <laughs> Depends who you talk to, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we asked we asked Trent to fill in, and he did. And we kind of shanghaied him. Honorably, yes. Yeah, yeah. But um, we went to, when Ringmasters came, that was it. We, we went down to see December Ringmasters. December 12th. Um, okay. And uh, we all kind of, on the drive back, because we always used to do the commute together. Yeah. Um, on the drive back, we were like, do we want to, let's do to keep singing. And we did, unfortunately. And look, I'm still here. That <laughs> uh, was good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so from the beginning, did you, so um, when, so Blindside forming with Trent, 
coincided with you pretty much with you guys discovering that there was actually a barbershop world out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 Ringmasters was pretty much around that, that time as well. Yeah, it was I think pretty just, much the start. Yeah, of yeah it. I think they're just one. Yeah. Um, Yes, I mean, you, you hear lots of quartets that usually start because they, or people who fall into barbershop because they hear a chorus or they get invited to a chorus yes. and then from there they split off into quartets. But yes. we sort of accidentally did the opposite. And I think sure. that's why we have, in, have quartetted for, you know, the length of time that we have and that we still enjoy it um, is because we started as friends and then became a quartet mm. and then sort of discovered the world of barbershop. So mm. we still mm. kind of do our singing in that order, you know, when we yeah. meet up, it's... We, it's French, friends, friends first, first yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. and then we go oh yeah we should probably sing something yeah, yeah. you know that's awesome and I think that's why we still yeah I think that's why we've been able to do it as long as we have yeah and not killed each other yet yeah I'm sure it is it's a key part and we'll come back to that as well mm. um, I think that's a really critical part of a successful quartet you know state the obvious is actually just getting along with each other yeah. it's really it's really quite straightforward <laughs> like that um, and so um, were you um, sort of um, excited by the possibilities, uh, you know, of the future with the quartet, or were you kind of just seeing what was in front of you and just going one step at a time. Uh, Did you know that you had some potential? We had, oh, we had, yeah, I, yeah. I think we did. Good. I think that's, I think that's fair to say. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, being with the Blenders was great because they were so supportive and you know willing to push us into situations and, you know, give us opportunities to sing in front of the chorus and in front yeah. of people and at shows and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, John was able to help us source music that wasn't, you know, transcribed by our own hand. Uh, um, and there was lots of coaching. That up, must have know. been a bit of a revelation to yeah, discover yeah. there's thousands yeah, of just, songs out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, to see what it was all like out there. Um, and offer, you know, good recommendations to suit, out, to suit our voices and stuff as well. And we've sort of learnt, you know, what suits us over the, over the years. And, yes. Um, so yes, yeah, so that was that was that was a really good um, a good leg up, and then from there we kind of just yeah I just I don't know kept doing it because we yeah. enjoyed it yeah <laughs> no that's good and so um, tell us a bit more about the, the the formative sort of year or two you you enjoyed singing um, did Jono he's been officially your main coach and mentor for pretty much the whole time I was that kind of just a when we first, just happened because he was md of the blenders sort of when, when we first started singing with the blenders we'd you know we'd make the hour and a half trip there every week and we'd usually try and get some coaching after and Jono and darren would stay around and dan and and wally as well more yep. co he'd be up there all up in your grill <laughs> <laughs> um he actually gave us our name by the way oh cool yeah how cool is that um I wanted to call us full full cream because we right. were all so pale. Nice. And boy, am I glad that we didn't. <laughs> Blindsides didn't follow. Blindside really suits you, and I think it, it's uh, what do they say? A rose by any other name, etc. But um, <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think you may have dodged yeah. a bullet there. So we so yeah, we used to do that, and then when we sort of you know as life took hold and we all started getting pulled in different directions, which is fine as as life does, and we yeah. couldn't make it to the Bundes as much anymore. We just met up and. I suppose self-coached, but just sort of just put the hours in and, yeah. I don't know, got mildly better just by singing together. Yeah, just singing more. together, which yeah, is what you just, want to do. Just the, and so, the time element. So when did you learn that there was a competition in Australia that you could go in? When, when we sort of went to the blenders right. and, and, and they, they were saying, oh, you should come to competition. Yeah, 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 that's right. Just before 13, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it would have been halfway through 13. Yeah. Maybe. And so tell us about your the, the first um, uh, competition experience you you know the, the build up and then you know the, the the day and then the stage experience how how, how that all 
Was it? Did you? I mean, you know, you'd been in front of people, you'd performed plenty of times, so that wasn't new. Yeah, I suppose so. Was it an obvious thing to do? You heard there's a competition. Well, absolutely, we'll go in it. Or yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, it That's was good. because we we sort of got swept up in the you know the chorus was going and they're yeah. happy to take us under their wings and mm-hmm. we're happy to learn some songs and sing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't remember that that Perth convention. All I remember is that we sung a smile medley, and those damn fishbowl boys sung it way better, oh, way yeah. better. <laughs> oh man, they sung it so much better. And what else did we sing? I don't know, some other rubbish. <laughs> but it was it was certainly an experience. And sort of meeting everyone in... Of all the things you've ever done, that was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sort of meeting everyone, you know, the wider community was like, wow, okay, it's bigger than we always thought. Yes. You know? But yeah, it was good. And then we sort of just kept going. And and so do you do you remember much of the stage time there? Was it... Was it... Not really. No, it's You're a all pretty drunk, basically. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> On fear. <laughs> um, but I assume you were happy with the way. I mean, there was. I assume there wasn't any discussion of goals when you went on. You just oh, let's go in the competition and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you had we, no idea. I think we came third in youth that yeah. first year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we we had a great time because we just booked out a little holiday and, unit and. Sung and mucked around. Awesome. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. And do you remember uh, you know, coming off stage or the, 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 you know, the, the, the minutes and hours after? Was it, a, oh my God, I can't wait for the next one? Or like, was it a, do you remember any of that? Um, I, really, I really don't. don't? I, just, I remember being absolutely terrified. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I don't, I don't, we, we were pretty proud of how we sung. Awesome. I think. Yeah. Um, we were stoked to get into the top 10. Good. <laughs> On a crack, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always just been something that we're just we just enjoy doing, you know. We've yeah. never been like, oh, we're really going to gun for this, and we're really yeah. going to gun for that, and we're going to, you know, like we've worked hard, you know, in <laughs> in periods over the years. But, yes. Um, we've always just done it because I think we enjoy it for ourselves first and foremost. I think that's fair to say. It's a lesson for all the kids out there. I'm uh, guessing if that's wrong, then <clears throat> the others can. In Correct. Life. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We have those capabilities. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, um, how have how have your goals changed over time as you've got to know yourselves better, the genre better, the competition better? Mm. At, at, you know, how has have you? What what have your discussions about goals been? Um, we we um, we said that we would. Sing, we'll try and sing an international until we aged out. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of our goal was to get over there, do as best as we possibly could um, in the youth in the youth contest there. Um, and I think our, I think our goal, my goal, which I suppose contributes to our goal, um, has always been to sing, or has has over the years sort of turned into singing arrangements that are new and sort of unique so to bring something um that people haven't heard before even if it's just different songs so they're not hearing the same arrangements um and to just sing to enjoy ourselves on stage and that's why if i'm honest i don't the whole like perform the new performance category the being authentic i'm kind of like i i don't know i'm just having fun on stage and then i'm hoping that the audience will have fun too Great. Is that a thing? <laughs> you is know, that, is that the correct I answer? Know, like, I've, you hear coaches, you know, saying like, oh, the new performance category is sort of like being authentic and what message are you trying to bring to the audience? And I can't speak for the other guys, but I'm kind of just like, I don't know, man, I'm just trying to sing, I'm trying my best to sing in tune. And 
have fun doing it with my three best friends on stage, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then hope that that comes across. Now, now there is... I, I... I have a I have a small hot button here, which is false modesty, and there is a little bit of, ladies and gentlemen of the recording, there is a little bit of false modesty going on here because you you um you are a much better performer than than just turning up and enjoying it. Like you, um, whether it's uh, conscious or subconscious, you you still reflect the uh, the vibe or the intent of the song in your in your performance. Uh, you know you don't just have our performance energy um, so to what extent is that you know discussed how do you how do you plan your performances you know given we'll, we'll go back to the the song choice etc but given that you have um, in my experience of, of watching you perform um, a great variety not only of the, the classic up tunes and ballads mm. but there's also a there's a playfulness within that, mm. um, and there's a there's a there's an excellent um, awareness of stagecraft, and I, I, I have a theory about that. Um, uh, that that your other performing um, skills really come to the fore there. Um, but there's the the um, the song um, about the was it salesman says hello. Well, that sort of <laughs> the, where Trent, the, you know, yeah, the devil, the, the devil, yeah, the devil yeah, yeah, yeah. So just as a case study, unpack how that song came about and how... Because, you know, it's, it's very well put on stage. Yeah. I suppose that song's less of a... That song's more of a story in terms of... It's almost like a bit of a pantomime, isn't it? You know, it's, um, it's a song that doesn't hold a huge amount of emotional weight, which is just the way I like it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, you know it, it's just... It's, it, that song in particular is just, oh, I got scammed at a car yard, but oh well, because I'm broke anyway. Here, I'm going to sing you a song. You know, that's all there is to it. So there's not a whole lot of deep thinking about it, so we can just go on stage and, and enjoy singing it. And, yes. You know, there's different solos that are thrown around, and we yes. can, um, I don't know, just enjoy sort of, yeah, throwing them around and, and, and performing it. Songs like, um, you know, I think we once sung I Won't Send Roses, and we sung... You did, in fact. What you sang I, I Won't Send Roses, times. and uh, when you came... Eighth in two thousand and thirteen <laughs> uh, with a seventy point seven, and uh, that was in the open. And then uh, came you got a, a bronze medal in the youth competition in your first ever performance with a seventy one point three, uh, just pipped up from silver by uh, now in stereo with a seventy one point eight. But you did in fact um, sing "I Won't Send Roses," and your presentation score was was right bang on um, the others. So you obviously yes. did a thanks, you, Gareth. Uh, you got away with it. That's um, right. Gareth carried the team. Marty love it. Neil Kennedy. I don't um, know. I think I struggle with the I, I I struggle with the thinking side of performance the most. I think. Okay. Maybe it's because as the baritone, I just want to make everything fit. Yeah. Yeah. Note wise and yeah. have it all locked and ringing. So that's so, the last thing that I sort of put you know specific thinking energy. Yes. So let's seamlessly transition onto that then. Um, you, you have become. Um, a, 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 each year that has gone on, a keener and keener and more and more successful arranger. Um, talk us through that, that journey, uh, your, you know, your, the beginning and what, what triggered that you could do it. Because and, and, you've got a bunch of other people who are singing your arrangements, aren't they? Yeah, well. yeah. So, you know, this is a, you're onto a good thing here. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, I started arranging in, I don't know, I think I started arranging in short bursts in quartet rehearsals when I'd kind of just be like, hey, Tim, can you just sing that note? And I'll sing this note. 
and then see I'd if it works. Yeah, try and see what happens on the fly. Yeah, or you know, I'd put in a ninth just to be everyone's least favorite person. Um, and so it started out there. Well, this then... is the history of Albert of course. It's a highly yeah, well, right. experimental genre. Yeah, and I think that's the reason that I've been able to um, even do it in the first place is that it's it's barbershop is is it's a it's an ear sport. You know, you don't yes. need to know. You need, don't need to really be able to read the that's notes. That's what's on one the of the paper. best things about it. I will always admire people who have music theory skills and knowledge, but to sing barbershop, you don't have to, and that's what's really exciting. That's what's so inclusive about it. Yeah. So I started, I suppose early on in the piece just multi-tracking trying to come up with different tags and arrange different bits and pieces um and i suppose i was very for i'm very fortunate enough for um to have a quartet that i can experiment on so i'm you know they whether they like of, it or not yeah that's that's correct <laughs> so i sort of i can arrange whatever i want and for the most part unless it's something truly horrifying um the quartet's willing to to give it a crack awesome um and the other thing I suppose is, is I, I mean, I look back on arrangements that I used to, like first did and like they're, they're objectively terrible, <laughs> you know, but there's something about just putting in the, the time. You got to start like, somewhere. Yeah. And it's like anything creative, you know, the more you, you know, you don't necessarily need to have training in it, but the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yes. You know, and that's like, that's like anything, you know, I've always wanted to draw, but I just haven't put in the hours. So it's really cool kind of looking back on old arrangements and going, what were you thinking? Ah, yeah, you know, like yeah. that is a two-part chord, Michael. And so your you improvement has basically been through repetition, trial and error and listening to other barbershop. Is that what it's Yeah, playing? and I think anyone who wants to arrange, it's, I suppose I just listen to a lot of barbershop. And you yeah. know, you kind of just, the, the more you're involved with something, the more you get to understand mm -hmm. it and know it. And so I sort of heard a song, I don't know what the first song I tried to arrange was. But you, you know, you hear something and you go, oh, I can kind of hear, I can hear some, you know, that kind of sounds like it could be a good barbershop song. Um, Let me speculate. Um, we're now at, uh, so you've, your blind side's improved from um, uh, a 70 in, in Perth in, in uh, 13 to, um, to uh, a, a Pan Pacific fourth place with a 75, if you don't mind, uh, in, uh -uh. in one year, one point off. Um, uh, higher on, higher honours, and then then uh, um, the following year in uh, in fifteen uh, seventy seven a um, uh, second place, so a silver medal in um, uh, fifteen was that Newy? No, Melbourne. So um, I, I reckon I I won't dance was one that you you no, arranged. No, no? that okay. actually wasn't. So you are saying wasn't. what kind of fool am I? I won't dance. You're sixteen, and then if I can dream. Yeah, none of them. So were none right. of them you arranged. <laughs> yeah, that was fifteen. So you started arranging. Um, you even got the score sheets up there. Oh, well, this is all a, a shout out to BHA uh, for the um, uh, webpage with all the score sheets available. It's an excellent resource. It's excellent. I think the first one we sung that was mine was funny, but I still love you. Okay. Which is not funny at all because it's not a very funny song. Right. And I'm pretty sure we've completely blacklisted it from our repertoire. <laughs> right. Blindside with a big gold medal with an 80.0 smashed everyone out of the water in uh, 2016. So over two years ago now in Newey. Um, so many years ago, funny, but I still love you. If the devil danced uh, in empty pockets and what kind of fool am I? So how many of those did you arrange? Oh, yeah, I did three of them. Yeah, cool. We competed with there them. you go. I think that's been something that's really helped us too. Like just having things that aren't, that are fresh. Helped you how? Elaborate before um, I before I speculate. Because I think if I I mean I when I listen to quartets, yeah. 
the moment a song starts, yeah. you, I mean, I'm sure the you judges... You know what the song is. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure the judges have much more integrity than I do, but there's a part of me that's like, um, oh, I've heard Ringmasters do that song. Yeah. Oh, I've heard Ringmasters do that song. Right. You know, and yeah. automatically, who's going to sing as well as Ringmasters do, yes. you know? Yes. So there's, I mean, yeah, there's, I think it's, it's very, it's sometimes difficult to not not have that slight... So you um, like that there's basically a clean slate? Yeah, I think that's... I think that's um, served us very well yeah. <laughs> um, because the judges I suppose or the audience even has nothing to has no to, well, to what to I think has served you well is that you, you write good arrangements and sing them well and yeah. entertain the audience I'll take a bit of both um, but um, what was the question was, yeah so um, so how does noticing that there's a lot of repetition in barbershop fit in with your arranging did that kind of spur it even more it's like man I'm hearing a lot of these same things I'll put even more emphasis on and value on my arranging or did the arranging just happen anyway and it, it eventually went oh this is actually really good that I'm arranging because um, we're not singing all these other same songs no uh, well when, when, when I wasn't arranging we did try and find something like I won't dance that was sort of obscure that we hadn't heard other quartets do yep. um, but I think I would have been arranging whether or not I noticed that or not I just like I, I really like the idea as with anything creative to kind of be like before I did this you know this arrangement this painting this yep. song yep. didn't exist mm. like I just reached out into and the yeah literally you have created something yeah, yeah. I think that's really wonderful and I think anyone in any creative um, endeavour should be yep. really proud of that to yep. just go you know what I made something yep. and you can look back on I look back on my old arrangements and go I made something awful <laughs> but you still almost anyone who's creative is yeah. going to get better as you yeah. say and, you, and it's just I, I find there's real value in just going you know what I'm not this isn't you know I may not be phenomenal at this but I created something because that's, that's in, I think that's genuinely incredible so I think I would have done that no matter what um, and yeah I think just with time and, and, and um, sort of sort of picked up music theory on the way a little bit and I still arrange by putting in a crotchet and moving up and down with the arrow keys. Yeah, and... wow. So even though you are now a, a, a quite an accomplished arranger, you, you would say that your music theory skills are, are, are maybe um, moderate. Yeah. yeah. So I, I still arrange basically by ear. Yep. So I will try and, if I have a song idea, I'll try and um, I'll sing the, the lead, I'll record myself singing the lead line and see yep. if I can put a sort of bass line to it. Yeah. And if that kind of works, I'll go, okay, I think there might be potential there and then I'll start to yeah, cool. slowly do it all piece by piece. Yeah, yeah. But as, as with anything, you get better at it the more you do it. Of course, yeah, and find your own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you should should do a, um, a, a, a... Get involved in the arrangers class at Harmony Prison and um, uh, discuss <laughs> discuss all those things with all of music nerds. Um, so uh, tell us quickly about the... Um, it, it's, it's always been the current... Um, uh, Tim on bass and, you know, you on baritone, etc. Of, of the quartet. Have you, have you played much with that? When we first started, yep. I sung a bass. Yeah. And it was a bad time. <laughs> it was a real for the time. world. It was a bad time for everyone. We'd always go sharp immediately. Yeah. Because I'm, not a, real, bass I'm not a real bass. No, no, no. Um, but Gareth and I used to like the way our voices matched. Yeah, and cool. but we, mainly only, we mainly only did that, as I said, because Tim was the only one who was able to sing baritone. Yeah, yeah. He had the smarts for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he was birthed onto a piano I think um, so we used to do that <laughs> that um, image yeah and then when we it was actually when we started um, when we came to the blenders and Jono was sort of having a chat to us and did a voice placement thing yeah. and he, he kind of looked at me and said Michael you're not a bass yeah and looked at Tim and said Tim you're not a bass. 
get back to where you should be. And so we did. <laughs> and it has, it has been like that ever since, um, other than sort of um, throwing Trent under the bus to take gospel-esque solos. Um, it's, we've always just stayed in that, um, that configuration. So, yeah. so let's unfold a little bit more of, um, of repertoire choice. What are the, without, without um, putting too many, sort of predicting too much uh, with my assumptions, to tell me about the, the um, repertoire choice in the quartet and the discussions, etc. Repertoire choice generally. That's a good. That's a. That's. I don't know. <laughs> As I said, we used to try and choose songs that no one had done. Yeah. And then when I started being, when we started being able to sort of, when I started building up a collection of arrangements, yeah. we'd just sort of sing them. Um, we try and sing songs that are fun. <laughs> yep. What an answer. That was phenomenal, wasn't it? <laughs> um, to, to, to be honest, I think in, in the, these later couple of years, we've just been singing songs that I arranged because there's, there's a unique factor and because we like to be able to go to a convention and go, hey, we haven't... You know, we could sing What Kind of Fool Am I Again? Yes, or we could yes. sing If I Can Dream Again Yes. because we know how to do that, but yeah. instead we'll sing this song. Uh-huh. We've only had it for a month, but hey, you know... Like, <laughs> You guys want to hear something new, right? So do we. So yes. we kind of just sing um, what we what we can. That's all right. And uh, so so now starting to sort of tease that out a bit um, for, for for show songs as opposed to competition barbershop songs. Oh yeah. You obviously you've got Trent on on, on a few as on the melody. Um, uh, so yeah. I'm interested in some of that as well. How, it's, like you know. any, it's like any quartet. You, you play to your, to your strengths. Yeah. So Trent's a, Trent was a rock singer, I think, back in the day. Yeah. I think he's got some good videos on YouTube, actually, <laughs> you could send up. Um, and I think he, he actually he likes to tell everyone that he sung Swanee in high school uh-huh. in a barbershop quartet. Nice. So there you go. That's his claim to fame. Uh, but Trent's a phenomenal soloist, vocalist. Yeah. So it made sense for us to kind of just kick Gareth off to the side and we just make Trent do all the hard yards. Yeah. Um, it's why we sort of don't don't really do songs that are solo baritone or solo bass uh-huh. voices because for us at least we've kind of figured out yeah Gareth and Trent have sort of got the the chops the nice the nice pipes and <laughs> Tim and I kind of do maybe hopefully Fill in the gaps. yeah hopefully try and do a bit more of the grunt work underneath sort yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but I mean that's sort of extended to arranging as well as I've been able to arrange a couple of songs now hopefully that we'll be able to sing I don't know maybe hopefully in Tasmania yeah, cool. um, that sort of feature Trent a little bit more and kind of feature the rest of the quartet sort of popping in and out mm. which should be cool it's fascinating that you've you've evolved as an arranger presumably especially at the beginning without knowing much if anything about the music category of, of having to you know, they talk about the black yeah. box of circle of fifths and barbershop yeah. sevens and stuff. I mean, you wouldn't have known. No, you might have known. You might have known by ear what they are, but you wouldn't have known that that there was a certain requirement in the genre for those. Yeah, things. and that's that's and that's what I mean when I say barbershop. As we know, barbershop such an ear sport. Yeah, is you kind of if you know when I've done an arrangement and, and I think John has asked me, is this contestable? And I go, I kind of go. I think so. Yeah. Like it sounds barbershop. It gut. sounds yeah. barbershop yeah. to yeah. me. You know, yeah. like we're all singing the same words yes. for most of the time, yes. and there's lots of sevenths because I know how to identify sevenths, right. and I still don't really know what the circle of fifths is. <laughs> if anyone out there that would, makes like, two of us. would like to explain it to me, that would be I great. I reckon they make it up. <laughs> I reckon it's just a secret handshake. Uh, that you, uh, you're in the know uh, if you know if that you it's just, just made if up. If you just say that you know it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, st- I, I think 
Yeah, I still don't really know what that is, but because it's but being I mean I'm able to arrange because it's it's such an ear sport, you know. Yeah, like yeah. you kind of listen to you listen to, um, you know, a song like How Sweet It Is, and yep. you go, yeah, that's not contestable, you know. You just you know, there's not a lot of homophony, yep. whatever it is, yep. um, and it just doesn't have that that kind of feel to it. Whereas you, you listen to Bluegrass Student Union, you yeah. go, yeah, okay, I can hear the similarities here yep. to. Yep. Something you know, like many tears ago, or, or devil danced, or something. Yes. You know? um, so that's. I mean, yeah. I still, I still couldn't. If someone asked me to say a hundred percent certainty whether my arrangement was quote unquote untestable, it's like, well, you may be aware that it's now changed. Um, uh, it's much more fluid than it used to be. The music judges now um, talk about whether how strong a vehicle a song is in yeah. the music category. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, you know it's. It's pretty difficult now to get disqualified, yeah. whereas previously, you know, you would have got docked X points or something. Mm. But now it's just, yeah, um, it, that's just not... It doesn't give you the opportunity, the homophony, yeah. whatever it is, to score very well in the mm. music category. And I think the other reason is because I, um, because I don't have a really strong uh, music theory foundation background, the yeah. chords that I... Or the songs that I gravitate towards arranging yeah. are quite simple in yeah. nature. And so I don't... I don't even know how to do some really, really fancy jazzy things that well, would kind of make people That's what Barbershop squint. used to be 100, 150 years ago. You look at the Polecats, the melodies were very simple. Yeah, yeah. Just Whereas the a lot, more of, of, yeah, a lot yeah. more of the songs in the past 10, 20, 30 years, yeah, thanks Bluegrass Student Union and Global yeah. Spectrum and Ringmasters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the melodies are, you know, are quite yeah. complicated, yeah. so the whole song is. Yeah, so speaking well. of which, what, um, you, you mentioned earlier you listen to a lot of Barbershop. What, what do you listen to? And in what form, you know, CDs, you know, YouTube, etc. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some enemies here. Huh. I'm a purist. We're all friends. Yes, yeah. purist. Go. Give me all the old. Yeah. Give me the old barbershop. Don't want none of this new rubbish. Yeah. No, that's not true. <laughs> I, don't mind, I don't mind the new stuff. Stop lying. But there's something about singing polecats yeah. that's just you just can't beat it. Yeah. You know, like just good low grounded close yes. harmony. Yes. I really really like. So I love listening to Bluegrass Student Union. Yeah. Um, Boston Common. Yep. Um, so Bluegrass Student Union for listeners is the um, 1978 international champs. Boston Common is 1980. That's amazing. International champs. Bluegrass Student Union. Yeah. Man, just. Well, they're iconic. Like it's oh. a reason. I, I I I think a lot of people argue, and I do, that modern barbershop started in 1978 with really? Bluegrass Student Union. Yeah. yeah right. That we sort of that we recognise now <laughs> compared to you know you hear some of the quartets from from earlier then and particularly in the 60s and 50s yeah and it just yeah. it just feels old not in a sort of a yeah, yeah. not in a polecat a kind of way just a, something about it yeah whereas yeah. now it's from 78 onwards like yeah you can you could i can hear that on on stage at a contest today that's yeah. modern that would be okay um yeah, compared to well postmodern would be the, would whatever that i mean it's 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 a term with a specific meaning <laughs> I, I, i'm sure whatever it is but uh, you know compared to some of the yeah so the um more complex arrangements of the ringmasters i would i would consider that for one of a better phrase postmodern it's not that that yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not that chunk that um uh like Gas House Gang, you might enjoy listening yeah, yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, who else do you like? Uh, when I first, when we first started discovering Barbershop, we listened to a lot of Vocal Spectrum. Yeah. Um, a lot of Max Q. They're not very old, though. No, 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 no. They're not very old. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing I liked about Max Q was they. I mean, they. They pushed the very clean sound. Yeah, and but they still sung. A, there was. Max Q is very different from Vocal Spectrum. Yeah. I, 
I don't know, lack the finesse of words to explain how, I don't know. Um, but they still sound very, they've got an older kind of sound, okay. more mature sound maybe, yep. I don't know. Right. Um, uh, but I don't know, in my, on my drives out to Ashford. Um. <laughs> so we've currently got uh, Bluegrass Student Union, Boston Common, Vocal Spectrum, um, Max Q. Yep. Um, what's your favourites? Oh man, Crossroads. Crossroads, yep. Um, they're a winner. Um, Oh, no, I won't include that. <laughs> um, I listened to Gotcha CDs a fair bit. Okay. Found out and Acoustics when, yep. when we first started. So Acoustics 1990, um, uh, again, a bit of a turning point. Um, very, very strong and robust um, lead. Um, uh, Rick Midoff, Mido, um, with... Um, so, so just a very, a very strong sound compared yeah, to a compared to yeah. a lighter, you know, uh, melodic or, yeah. or um, um, a softer sound that that might suit a, a soft um, ballad a bit more. So they're really right, right on the edge of the spectrum about of, of, of their sound. Yeah, very warm, very robust. Yeah. Um, so I used to really like listening to them a lot too, and still do. Yeah. Um, but they've just as you know, as all good quartets do, they have their own sounds. Yes. Um, and I appreciate pretty much every quartet. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Cool. What it is. Yeah. Mate, um, we've still got a few minutes. Time is, is rapidly getting away. Um, so just unpack a little bit to, to the extent that you sort of you can, because to, I, I guess why Blinds Hat has worked so well and, and has longevity and it looks like hopefully forever and it will continue for a while. To an extent, it's just worked. Um, can you unpack other things about how you make decisions, how you communicate, any, any of that? Or is it, does it just work because you're all just friends? Um, I suppose we, um, as a quartet, we are first, first and foremost, we're friends. Yeah. And then after that, where we sing. And then after that, we're sort of in this weird, wonderful rabbit hole world of barbershop. So at a, at a baseline, if one of us had our vocal cords ripped out in some horrific yeah. accident, yes. workplace incident we'd still be friends, you know? And that's, that's the, that's the, the, the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, over the years, I mean, like, you know, we all joke that being in a quartet is just like having a second marriage. Yeah. Like yeah you've got yeah. to make decisions and you, yes. you know, you've got to do all the, do all those bits and bobs. Um, and we've just been really, um, really, really blessed to sort of be able to be in a position where, um, I don't know, we've all sort of been on the same page and when we're not on the same page, we're able to actually just sit down and, and hash it out. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, Is there one or two people who are leaders, more proactive, like more, they take more initiative or does everyone kind of just chip in in their own way? Uh, we're, I think we're all good at different things, yeah. which is a very pad cliche answer isn't it no no it's um, a great great answer it's the truth so as a general rule truth is always um, the best answer uh i'll i mean i like to arrange so yep. i'll i usually bring that to the table yep somewhat um trent i think is is um well I certainly has the most vocal training right um i don't think the other three I mean, the other two would be disappointed if i said he was the best singer in the group right. so i'll claim it there um so he brings a lot of that sort of yep. expertise to the table um, Tim's very, um, you know, Tim's job, I, he's explained to me a hundred times what his job is, <laughs> and I still, people ask me what they do in the quid, I'm like, there's two paramedics, Trent's a librarian. And then there's the other guy. And then Tim just does something, manages 
business project. I don't know what he does, but he's he's good on the phone basically. So he work with the Red Cross or Salvation Army. Uh, no, he doesn't work with Salvation. He's involved with yeah, a lot of stuff with it. He's actually just come back from the US today with the Salvos. Right. Um, Join the Salvos, go overseas. Yeah, and then Gareth, I think he would also be fine with just saying he's happy to rock up and nail in his part. (laughs) So who organises stuff? Who organises where you're going to stay as a quartet at a convention? Who 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 registers you as the quartet? Who 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 liaises with clients and organises the logistics for shows? In the past, it was Gareth's wife Haley. Yep, bless her. and then either she had enough of us being indecisive about everything in life yep. and stepped down for whatever reason. I'm not sure why she stopped doing that. <laughs> Hayley, we need you. Help. <laughs> um, but no, we all, we all sort of manage it together. Okay. You, Trent's usually... Pretty, pretty organic. Good. Yeah, it is. It yep. is. I, I don't usually organise a lot of things. Yep. So it'll usually be one of the other three. Yeah. Yeah. And so I gather, that, you know, your, your staging, I think, is it really suits you and just how you sort of physically position yourself on stage and uh, the four of you and how you, um, how you bring a song to life. Um, mm-hmm. is, is that all pretty organic as well? You don't really break it down much? You just sing and whatever happens, happens? Well, I think we used to. When we were going to America every year, we'd, I think there was a year there that we were meeting like two or three times a week or something. Yeah. And in the hindsight, we kind of look back on that. And we've talked about this. You look back on it and go, I don't know if we really... I don't know if meeting two or three times a week even did that much for yeah, us. Right. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> we actually... made much more progress. Yeah, than, yeah, you know, like we actually made more progress on the times where we just kind of meet up a few times. Yeah. and yeah. yeah, cool, we'll just take that to the stage rather mm-hmm. than overthinking it yeah. and overthinking songs and trying to break them down. Yeah. Um, so we used to, that's kind of what I was saying before, you know, with songs like I Won't Send Roses and What Kind of Fool, we'd break down, you know, the emotional plan and, um, you know, this is what we're trying to convey here and here and here and here. And... So you tried that and it didn't really work? Well, I mean, we, um, we tried it. And it's, you hear lots of quartets who say that's the way to go. And, yes. you know, maybe that's the secret to unlocking the upper echelons. Yeah, but yeah. we, um, I don't know, for the past, at least for the past, you know, two years or so, especially doing with, you know, we're sort of a long distance quartet now. Um, because we just enjoy meeting up, um, we kind of, we just kind of send out the learning tracks and we come together and we have a good time and sing it. Yeah. And that's actually sort of served us quite well yeah. in that we're just happy to bring some music to life. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I think overthinking it in the past um, actually has done us, you know, did us a bit of a disservice. Well, um, it's fascinating to hear. Uh, time is, is, is up, but I, would, I do want to just quickly ask you, um, wh- yeah, wh- where to now? Um, how... You know, you've, you've, for the last few conventions, it's got a one measure of, of where you're at is, is scores, and you've been around that 70, the high 70s, 80 mark for three conventions now. How much is that a, a, a motivating factor, or is that does not, not matter? Like, what motivates you, you now from into the future? What do you want to achieve, you know? I think it used to, well, maybe it didn't used to be, but it was never about the scores. Yes. But that was always like a, oh, yeah, it'd be nice if we could yeah, do this. score this or X, Y, Z or something. Yeah. But it's just, I think we've stopped really. That's that's certainly not the main focus okay, good. Yep. anymore. And even last year in um, Adelaide, Adelaide, because yeah. that we had so little preparation going together. into that, yep. it was just about getting together and going, "Okay, we're going to do these songs." Getting through the songs. Yeah, let's have a great time, and we yep. did. Yep. Like we had such a good time. Good. That's awesome. Um, where to now? I suppose. I mean, life is sort of pulls us all in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose we are just happy to 
I don't know. As as I said, sorry, before we sort of started recording, if it was all to come to an end um, tomorrow, that would be sad, but fine. And so every but you'd keep hanging out as friends. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yes. And so every every contest that we're able to go and compete at is just uh, is just a real blessing for us. Yeah. And we're just happy it's to go. Almost and, every additional one yeah, is a bonus. Spend, the, spend yeah. the time together, and it's like a bit of a boys' weekend away, yeah. and that's that's something that's really special to us. Yeah. Um, we'll be in Tassie, and I cannot wait for Tasmania because I can't wait to go to a convention and not have to do anything. <laughs> like I, you know, to go. What did you have to do in Adelaide? Well, compete. Like. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I just mean to compete. As right, in to, to right. go to a convention and not have to stress about, okay, maybe we should just run the song again. Or, right. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, we won't stay late at the dinner tonight because, you know, we've got it to sing. It is a great feeling. We've got to sing at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Having said that, as, um, as, as champs sitting out for you, you will have various, um, uh, you know, you will be involved in various oh, ways. Yeah, that's great. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. But, the, that's, but just that, not that sort of... stress of, of you know, there's you. people expecting things yeah. and... and yeah, I mean, even in Adelaide, I, you know, it got to 9.30 or something at the dinner. We were yeah. like, oh, we, you know, we are singing at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead yeah. and get a good night's yeah, sleep. Yeah. Mate, Tas- Tasmania, yeah. I'll be the last to leave. Ah, excellent. Come yeah. up, say hi. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I just cannot, cannot wait. Nice. Cannot wait. It is, a, it is a wonderful thing to... To go and not be competing and just be there and just enjoy everything. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're closing out. What um, any particular advice you would have for uh, for people in their in their barbershop, their quartet lives? Uh, some what have, what have you what have you learned? Is there anything you would tell two thousand and thirteen, Michael, about how to make the most <laughs> uh, of your quartet? Um, I would tell two thousand and thirteen, Michael, that he should not try and grow a mustache for Adelaide. <laughs> um, that would be first and foremost. I would also tell him not to, I suppose, take it so seriously, mm-hmm. especially in those middle kind of years. There was, you know, like we really gunned it, but I don't know if that was even really necessary, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, we still had fun. There's there's a really fine line, isn't there? Yes. I mean, you don't want to just not try, but yeah, you don't want to yeah. get in your own way, tie yourself in knots either, mm-hmm. do you? You want to be ambitious and put your best foot on stage, but you don't want to, you don't want to tie yourself in yeah, knots. That's a, that's yeah. You want to just, it. you want to just enjoy it as well. Enjoy yeah. the moment. So yeah, I would. And that's such, oh, that's such a terrible, that's such a cliche answer, isn't it? Just have fun. You know, like, just enjoy yourself. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's been fascinating to talk to you because you're right. Um, a lot of other quartets do take a, you know, a more structured or a more let's break this down line by line approach. Mm. Sounds like yours is a much more organic. And really, it, 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 yes, you know, there are certain things you have to do. But the main thing is do what works for you. Mm. And clearly, the, mm. you know, the organic thing works for you partly, I imagine, because you are all good friends. And... A lot of the communication just happens organically. It happens anyway. Whereas yeah, for other, yeah, yeah. other quartets, you might have to make that a bit more structured for mm. some reason. Yeah, mm. good on you. Well, mate, uh, thank you for your time and uh, um, uh, very uh, thank you for the music uh, so far <laughs> of um, of Blindside and yours and your arrangements. And I look forward to hearing many of you, more of your arrangements uh, on stage and uh, and a lot more music. So, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Webber. All good. Thanks very much for having me. <laughs> That lazy dog is fooling. Oh.